arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It's Wednesday. It's Dynamite Day. And we just watched AEW Dynamite. Uh, we're, we're even shorter staff than normal. Uh, I'm Pat. And I'm Joey. And that is it. Yeah, Rob's not here. It's Ryan's two not of here. Us. Ryan claims he's no longer doing the Dynamite Podcast because of uh, them being, what what do you say, rivals or competition with oh yeah with impact with impact despite them... on different days and they, <laughs> impact doesn't do enough numbers to even be considered a rival uh yeah you're not wrong aew's numbers yeah so. and despite ryan watching all of dynamite uh this man and is... that's not me shitting on the product because no I've, yeah I've been, impact's I've watched been pretty some good impact is pretty good yeah i'm just just it's just a fact facts. it's an objective yeah. fact. <laughs> just a fact i mean it, it hurts them that they're not on like a a big like network. N- national network, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, they used to be on like Spike TV back in the day, right? When they were uh, TNA, yeah, it was on Spike TV. Then they were on uh, Pursuit. Were they no, on Truth Pursuit? No? They went to Pursuit, which is a channel that I don't think anybody knows what it is. Yeah, I don't uh, think, I think that's what it went downhill. I guess Anthem, uh, and Axis. I think there was something else in there too, probably. anyway uh so it's dynamite um worth noting before we get into the show um that this saturday starts the g1 climax for new japan (laughs) and our plan is to do a review for nights one and two together and then after that it might just be reviews for each night of the tournament or depending on what our schedules are all like we'll figure it out Mm -hmm. but we are covering the whole tournament Yes, and I should be available for each podcast for it. Yeah, of, co- of course, you will, because um, you're my little, you're my little. So if it's just me and you on some nights or some days, then yeah, so that's be it. fine. Yeah, absolutely. We all don't need to be on the podcast for every night mm-hmm. of the G one. Um, right. And so we'll have that. Uh, that is the plan. So if you're into New Japan and you're looking forward to the G1, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Even if you're not looking forward to New Japan, if you're, you're if you're like, no, New Japan, ew, I don't like, I don't like it. Uh, we still cover AEW, we cover Impact, and we do cover the WWE pay-per-views and NXT takeovers on the podcast feed. So if you're into it, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So you got plenty of ways to listen. Uh, so yeah. Subscribe, follow us on Twitter over at Deep Six Wrestling, follow us on Facebook at Deep Six Wrestling, and at YouTube, uh, Deep Six Wrestling. All of all the links that you need yes. are in the episode um, description. 
we haven't really put out anything on YouTube uh, in maybe quite like a month or so. It's a few probably months. probably been longer than that. <laughs> um, but there are pending punishments for Yeah, Olympics. whenever whenever the um, losers decide to actually be losers. Yeah, they should really get onto that because we, like, you know, specifically made it so that they can do these punishments. Yeah, exactly. COVID. So exactly. they have we no we excuse yeah, anymore. 100%. Angelo claimed he was going to knock all of his karaoke songs out that mm-hmm. one weekend when his house was empty. And, and he did, did two. two. And now it's been months since then. Ryan hasn't done his gay porn. Uh, he hasn't watched his mm-hmm. WWE Studios movies. Sam has to do his mukbang. Well, Sam has too. Sam has to do his mukbang. And he also has to do his double or nothing punishment where he uh, he went double or nothing. And so he has to do uh, the dramatic readings of those news stories. Oh, true. And then Jake has his, but... But Jake doesn't have to actually have to do, do anything. Yeah, Jake <laughs> just has to continue he doing has, His punishment is to do nothing. Yeah, his, is, his punishment is basically don't win is, the title. He should be... If I was yeah. Jake... if Jake's not listening to this podcast, but if I if I was Jake, I would tank my predictions for the next two pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really call... I mean, we're getting a little desperate for, you know, during these times for punishments, so that's actually... Uh, not bad of a punishment. You just kind of lay low and you can't win. But yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised that like so. Rob allowed us to do that punishment. I thought he would have uh, for sure been upset that it wasn't a, a a punishment enough. Yeah, that is true. I mean, desperate but, times call for desperate measures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's everything going on with us. Uh, Tuesdays, Ryan and a- Ryan does the Impact show with either Angelo or Joey or himself. Wednesday, you always get Dynamite from us. Uh, then Fridays, typically, we do New Japan Strong. And now with the G1, we'll be doing all the G1 stuff. Uh, so lots of uh, lots of podcasts going on. Yeah. Definitely busy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we can just get into AEW tonight, I guess. Uh, this was a taped show. It was not a live show, worth noting. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, hence why the main event was like it was. Okay, that makes with more sense. not being in front of fans, um, obviously. Um, but they did have, it did look like they had fans in attendance for this show. Uh, yes. So that's, sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, our show opened with, uh, so Jurassic Express was in the ring, and then the Young Bucks come out, and they just super kick the ref and leave. And then (laughs) the camera follows them backstage, and Matt just tosses another $5,000 at Tony Khan making... Yeah, we see a Tony Khan uh, I think this is only the second time Tony has appeared on Dynamite, and the first time we didn't actually... Or, sorry, no, I think he's... He's appeared like once on Dynamite, like accidentally where he wasn't supposed to be shown, but it was like mm-hmm. the camera was moving. But then like there was one other appearance from him, but it wasn't him physically. It was like in the build up to Moxley and Omega last year at Full Gear. Yeah. When Moxley or Kenny went into his office and they made it an unsanctioned match where you heard Tony's voice. But Tony, for the most part, has never been on these shows. Yeah, and he um, was like in very casual clothes. He was just chilling. He wasn't yeah, he in like a suit or he anything. He doesn't look like a, like a billionaire. He just looks like no, a, a, no. a like a dirty guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, he had a he had I, what all I can describe as a reaction to having five thousand dollars thrown at him. Yeah, he was a little confused. Yeah, I mean to be fair, uh, if if two of my employees just assaulted a referee and came and threw five thousand dollars at me, I feel like yeah, I'd like be they, pretty confused too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like. Because, you know, when you 
find a someone, you know, they're you're supposed to be teaching them a lesson and to not do it again because <laughs> usually people don't want to lose money and you know that amount of money. Um, so yeah, it was probably a very like uh, very confusing to just see, like you said, your employee just break the rules and then just openly hand you the money for it. Yeah, uh, again, this is a follow up to last week when the Bucks super kicked Marvez. Uh, so they've now taken out two people. They've taken out uh, Alex mm-hmm. Marvez and Mike they've, Posey. They both paid ten thousand each now. Yeah, so they've lost twenty thousand dollars in the span of a week. <laughs> hey, that must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just to, to go super kick somebody who works with with me. They're 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 assaulting their coworkers. I know. They just have the money even, to blow. And, and like officials. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh i mean who knows maybe they'll do a suspension angle since they did now attack a referee uh yeah yeah that is Uh, true and on their way past tony they do pass by ftr who are kind of just like taking it all in and then we get our match yeah they were mocking them and stuff and then we get our match it's ftr versus the jurassic express uh and it's jungle boy and luchasaurus obviously not marco stunt because it's not marco stunt um, but I thought this was a really good match. Uh, I didn't catch all of this because we, me and Ryan were making dinner at this time, but from what I saw, it was really fast paced. Jurassic Express continue to put on just absolute bangers with basically every team they get put against. Um, uh, it was real, real good. A lot of near falls. Um, I feel like, like jungle boys, like finishing move is like a roll up. Um, that's what <laughs> it's really looking like, <laughs> but he's, he had a bunch of near falls. On FTR. Yeah. Uh, and I think FTR really clicked with these guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I would definitely like to see a rematch in the future. Obviously, the Jurassic Express did not win here. Um, so technically, they don't have a title shot. Right. Which is obviously worth noting. Um, but to be fair, they also did cheat to win. Tully Blanchard did uh, did help a little bit in this pitfall. Yeah, ball. he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, Jurassic Express could still technically try and claim a title shot. Which I would be all for because again these guys had great chemistry for a team that oh, have yeah. never faced each other. Uh, oh, absolutely! I mean, Jurassic Express is great as well. So, yeah, I mean, I've like I found them like a fun act since the since mm-hmm. Dynamite started last year. But these they past really couple months, with each other. yeah, these past couple months they've really started like hitting their stride of like showing how good they are, both like, in they, singles, they, yeah, and tag. They, they did a little cool like uh, double like double like team move, like which I thought was gonna be like was just probably like their finishing move. Yeah, it looked like uh, in the ring. What it was like a kick and then like a uh, like a knee strike combo, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was pretty nice. Yeah, I'm I'm all for more Jurassic Express. I will never say no to that. Uh, but unfortunately, they did lose. FTR picks up the win, mm-hmm. um, and then we go backstage and we get our uh, our mandatory Alex Marvez uh, segment of the night. <laughs> apparently, this is now a thing where every week on Dynamite we have to get Alex Marvez, and he's backstage with Private Party, who are just like standing over Matt Hardy, screaming in pain, um, and he's holding his leg. And Private Party just say that they like. They were talking strategy, and then he got attacked by out of nowhere. But they don't say by who. And then mm-hmm. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager come out, and it's notable that Jericho has the bat. Yeah, like um, always. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, I don't think Private Party attacked him, but their <laughs> their excuse is kind of weird, saying that they were talking strategy, yeah, that and then he was w- just attacked out of nowhere. Like, like I feel like they would have said Chris Jericho attacked him. Yeah, that was a little weird too, but then like at the same time, like it was kind of obvious that Jericho and Hager did it. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a red herring. 
that is true. It's like it's possible it's not them. I feel like it is, but at the same time, I don't really I don't really think anybody really wants a Chris Jericho Matt Hardy feud in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that, honestly. Um, 20 like, years ago, yeah, yeah and but... like earlier this year when they were teasing like the the broken Matt Hardy and Jericho stuff with like Vanguard one, yeah, I was down for it because it was going to be a cinematic match. But yeah, we never ended fine. up getting that, but right. so I don't need to see Jericho and Matt Hardy actually wrestle. Yeah, um, so we'll see where that. I don't need this. to see Jericho with an uh, with another thing either, but we'll get to that down the lot the down the oh yeah episode absolutely. Um, after this, uh, Kenny Omega is on commentary team as we get Frankie Kazarian versus Hangman Page. This, this slapped my nuts off. This was so yeah. good. Oh my God. Page and Kazarian so good. went out there. Kazarian, and, yeah, they, yeah, they killed it. They absolutely yeah, killed it. They both made each other look like a million bucks. Uh, I don't know the last time Kazarian had like a singles match. Mm-hmm. I think no, very, was... very interesting that, uh, Omega was ring, uh, not ringside, but on the commentary desk for this, especially when he was like... You know, I want to be a single star. Yeah, I mean, the entire so. time on commentary, he was just basically saying, like, Tony and Jim Ross and Excalibur were all, like, saying, oh, you guys are still the number one ranked tag team, so you're likely going to get a title shot. And Kenny's like, oh, well, well, like, if the opportunity prevents, er, presents itself, I guess I'll take it. But, like, I don't want to I don't want to do tag team wrestling. I want to be a single star. Yeah. And then anytime that there was, like, a near fall, he was basically, he sounded like a giddy schoolgirl hoping that Paige didn't kick out and was like, he just sounded happy that Paige <laughs> was going to lose. So, uh, and then after yeah, Paige so- does win the match, Kenny immediately says, I, I got to go and just leaves commentary. And heads to the back. Yeah, very, you know. So, uh, some so, bits of heel in there. In that. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're still not doing the full heel turn and the fact that they are potentially teasing that these guys are going to get another title shot. Yeah, it's really weird to me that, like, they kind of took focus off Kenny and, like, are putting focus on the Bucks. Yeah, um, I really. I, I mean, this could be just, like, I don't know. So when like Kenny does snap, it's just like, oh, like out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, because we had our fo- all our focus on the Bucks. I don't know. It could be like a distraction. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, especially because I think we all. So we uh, when we did our all out predictions, the majority of us said that uh, Kenny was going to turn on Paige. Mm-hmm. And then Rob chose that he wasn't. And Rob was like, oh, no, he's not going to turn at the paper. You will turn on Wednesday on the fallout show. And that, ha- yeah. that didn't happen. So, yeah, no, they had sit down interviews. Yeah. Um, so it seems like the, the team, the team is broken up, like pages, like little thing that's uh, above his name when he comes out, uh, said, uh, is no longer part of a tag team tonight. Yes. Um, so officially they're not a tag team or at least unofficially they're not because they're still ranked. So, right. Yeah. Like, and yeah, like you said, like commentary was saying that they are still a number one ranked tag team. Yeah. So they were treating them as if they were a tag team. Yeah, so. it's definitely interesting, and uh, I mean, we have this anniversary show coming up on October nineteenth. So mm. theoretically, they could Which should add be a that. big show. Yeah, yeah, they could add that or full gears coming up as well at the beginning of November. So maybe yeah, they'll add FTR and Omega and Page to that. I think that's when we'll probably get Kenny full heel mode, like uh, feel like a full heel mode because they'll lose, obviously. Yeah, there's no way they're winning the title back. Yeah, no, that that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I guess we're gonna have to see. Oh, yeah, it it makes sense, you know, to have have it on like a big show. Yeah, like absolutely. That. We're at a pay per view. Um, yeah, but uh, the story continues, and uh, again, Paige did pick up the win here. 
And uh, as he was like celebrating, he like turned his back to look for Kenny on commentary and he was no longer there. So uh, the story continues. Yeah. Seems um, like uh, Hangman was like, seems like Hangman doesn't want to not be a tag team. Yeah, no, it seems like based off of his sit down interview last week, he's like seen the error of his ways and wants to try to make up with Kenny and the Bucks. Yeah. So he was um, very disappointed when he saw that Kenny was no longer there. Yeah. Uh, also, again, if you it, we didn't really discuss the actual match itself, but if you're gonna seek out like one match from Dynamite tonight, I would probably say Kazarian and uh, Paige. Although, honestly, there were like three really good. On, this whole show was really good. This this show had great matches. Yeah, like, this show the was opening really good. this uh, Rosa and Evil East and then the main event all were mm-hmm. really good. Absolutely. Um, but if you want like a really just like. I don't even know how long this was. Probably like 10, 15 minutes of just like pure wrestling. Like Kazarian and Paige knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was nonstop. Um, all right. After that, uh, we got we got probably the shortest match in Dynamite history. Uh, MJF versus Sean Dean, where yep. immediately Captain Sean Dean, Captain Sean Dean, he immediately locks him in salt of the earth and taps him out. Uh, I yeah. Th- this this was over before I even knew the match was on. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I like looked away for a minute and just like saw him having the hold in. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so rest in peace, Sean Dean. And uh, after the match, MJF gets on commentary and uh, talks about his issues with Moxley. How Moxley's a coward for cheating, and he declares that he uh, he should be. Uh, he's calling himself officially now. Uh, the undefeated, undisputed, uncrowned world champion of all elite wrestling. And then he makes uh, Justin Roberts call him in on the mic. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says that he goes on about talking about how if you want to have success in AEW, you have to be part of a a tag team or a stable or a faction. And so he talks about how he thought he was a lone wolf, but maybe it's time to join a wolf pack. Uh, But no matter what he does, he's still uh, at the end of the day, he's still better than us. And we Mm -hmm. all know it. Uh, so yeah. it does seem like we're teasing that MJF is either going to join one of the existing factions or he will be forming his own faction. And I think this comes at an interesting time after the, the segment with him and Chris Jericho that opened the show last week. Yeah, that so, is actually very true. Uh, and also Wardlow comes into play here because theoretically we're, if MJF joins a faction, that faction also gets Wardlow. Um or if MJF starts his own faction, one would assume Wardlow would be the heavy of that faction. So there's a lot of a lot of interesting right. pieces that come here. Are they going to make another new faction for AEW, or is he just going to join one of the other ones? Because uh, you have the you have Tully and FTR together. You have mm-hmm. Dark Order. You have Inner Circle. Uh, obviously, he's not joining the best friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, the elite's no. pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I'm interested to see where they're going with this, uh, but uh, I guess we'll see in the next in the in the upcoming weeks. I'm assuming we're going to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just hoping. You know, he did drop the name Wolfpack. I'm praying that he, he somehow buys the rights to the NWO Wolfpack <laughs> theme and uh, comes out to it. That's all Stop. I want. Stop it. I need it. <laughs> Uh, after this, we had an interesting video package where it was like Taz narrating over like a, yeah, like a montage. breaking down Ricky Starks. Yeah, they I were just breaking cool. down. Yeah, it was a nice like uh, different thing that you don't really see with wrestling. And mm-hmm. I, if they're gonna do this for like if this is gonna be the Team Taz gimmick, where like every week he does like a breakdown of Starks and Cage's moves, I, mm-hmm. I'd like it. Oh um, yeah, 
it gives a, a little added kind of sports feel to it where it's like talking about the impact and uh, how the moves work and how effective they are and stuff. Uh, so pretty cool stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. I love um, me some Ricky Starks. So. Yeah, Team Taz all the way, baby. Oh, yeah. No uh, doubt. After this, Eddie Kingston, uh, Ray, or sorry, Eddie Kingston, Phoenix, uh, Pentagon, the Butcher and the Blade are all in the ring. Um, and then the Butcher and the Blade get out of the ring and are just hanging out at ringside. And Eddie says that they have three points to make. Uh, he says, number one, he never lost the Battle Royal. Look up the rules. He should be getting something. Uh, so he continues to run with this narrative. Uh, I guess I guess we'll find out if that ever comes to fruition. Yeah. And then uh, number two, he said they are a family and they are not a stable or a faction. That they are a family. And when families fight, most of the time they go out to dinner, have a little therapy, but not them. They are a family of violence. So they get violent. And they are agents of chaos. At and this then, point, at this point, yeah. I was really yeah. hoping that he was going to say, we're adding another member to our group. Looks over to uh, the heel side and grabs Luther, since Luther is part of the chaos project with Serpentico. <laughs> and they all could just pose in the ring, pointing to their forehead and sticking their tongue out. I, I, I would have literally so, bought, <laughs> I would have bought every shirt on the AW shop if that happened. <laughs> that would be something, yeah. Uh, but instead... Uh, Butcher and the Blade grab three random people from ringside. The only one I recognize mm-hmm. is Griff Garrison. Yeah. Um, that, that, I, the there hair. was some other guy with blue hair. <laughs> you mean Jungle Boy, right? <laughs> yeah, jungle, jungle Boy. Jungle Man. Um, yeah. There was some guy with blue hair. and then Some there was, guy in a pink shirt. Yeah. I have no well, idea who those know. other two people were. I'm assuming they're people from Dark. Yeah, uh, this is probably like developmental talent. Yeah, but uh, Griff Garrison gets thrown in there, and they basically just destroy these fools. Uh, Phoenix and Pentagon take out blue hair guy. Uh, I don't remember who what happens to the pink guy, and then Griff Garrison gets taken out by a couple tag team maneuvers, and yeah. they throw him out of the ring. Um, All this while uh, while uh, Eddie Kingston barks. <laughs> Eddie Kingston is so, like making comments. This is, like, this, on is, the this is honestly great. This is what I want out of this faction going on. Yeah, honestly. I like all these I guys. Uh, I think Eddie Kingston is supremely entertaining on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, his mic work is fantastic. And also, we did get a the third point was he did uh, he did pull the blade aside and said uh, he has to sort out his uh, his house issues. And the, this is hinting towards you know the whole situation with Allie being with QT Marshall and oh, Dustin. Oh, see, I was I was a little confused by this. Yeah, because uh, the uh, the blade is married to as Allie. was commentary. Yes. <laughs> well, commentary is always confused. Um, so he's oh, so then Allie will probably be like the female. Yeah, well, because again, Allie was the bunny with Butcher and the Blade, but then she kind right. of just mm-hmm. disappeared and joined up with Natural Nightmares. Right. Um, but she's obviously the heel of that group. Um, and this can go go in with um, them not trusting her. So this could perfectly like, you know, tie into it. Yeah. If they decide to like you know, have her go with Kingston. Um, but it does seem like we are going to at least uh, this could have a couple different ways. We could get uh, butcher and the blade feuding with the natural nightmares, or we could just get a segment next week or something with butcher and the blade Kingston and everybody trying to get Allie on their side. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but the, I'm glad they're bringing this back up and that we haven't abandoned the whole alley storyline. Yeah. Same here. All right. Now I think we, uh, we know what we're going to talk about inner circle time, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, the greatest tag team in the world versus private party. Um, uh, yeah. Private party sold their asses off in this match. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. They, they sold like they were dying. 
Uh, also, the the sell at the end from uh, Isaiah Cassidy after um, uh, what should I call it? Why am I blanking? Um, after the Judas effect uh, uh, from Jericho, where he's yeah. like, he's like his like hands are shaking and everything. Yeah. he's like seizing out. They are such great workers. Um, yeah, very, great, great very, sellers. Very, very sellers. underrated talent too. I'm, I miss I, that they don't do their high pitched screams anymore. I agree. Yeah, but they will be uh, AW World Tag Team Champions someday. Yeah, someday. Uh, they're still no very doubt. young, so they have quite a lot of time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but the bigger news here is uh, Jake Hager and Chris Jericho win, which now makes them 2 or 3-0 and as a tag team in AEW. I'm going to be real with you. I'm not a fan of this. I am not a fan of this either. Um, I think the tag division is already stacked, um, and it doesn't need like a makeshift team. I, like, I know that they're the inner circle, but like usually like when they're the inner circle, they're all with each other and they're not like they don't have like duo tag teams. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, the inner circles tag team was Santana and Ortiz. Um, right. But obviously and, they're involved with the best friends feud. And then like Like even you, Jericho and Sammy would be better than that. Yeah, well they even had like a tag team name. They were like, yeah, like sex I, gods, but yeah, like they Sammy's yeah. still seems to possibly be involved with Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely picked like the worst options of the entire yeah, inner uh, circle. Jake Hager knows so seeing yeah. him and Chris Jericho beat up young talent. Um I don't yeah, I don't like this. I didn't need this. Um I also <laughs> feel like I'm gonna be incredibly bored if this ever leads to Jake and Chris versus FTR. I cannot see that being a fun I, match. You know, I have faith that they wouldn't book that. <laughs> And if I it's really like a multi-man not. match where it's like a fatal four-way and Jericho and Hager are one of the teams, then like sure. But I do not want them building towards that as like a, a, no. like a pay-per-view match or something. No, um, not at all. So, but yeah, like Jericho said, you know, already stacked division. We don't, we don't need this. No, there's already there's teams that are overlooked already for title shots. So, like if you want to bring in another young team, that's fine. Like if they want to add youth, that's cool. But like just to have like Hager and Jericho just don't very don't scream like interesting to me together. You know what I mean? Like it's like meh. Hello? Hello? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was happening. It like started buffering. <laughs> Did you hear anything I said? Uh, no. The last thing I heard was uh, Hager and Jericho. <laughs> I said, I said, um, if they want to bring in like a younger talent, like younger talent, like to add to the tag division, that's fine. But I don't need you know Hager and Jericho together. Um, I just doesn't find. I just don't find it interesting with like them two together. It's like, I don't think it's going to work that well. Yeah. No. Again, I I agree. I have zero interest in that as a tag team. Yeah, I, I guess they're just trying to figure out what to do with Jericho, and then also what to do with Jake Hager because I feel like Jake Hager is kind of like meh, like just kind of there, like they don't really know. So I guess I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's rough. Yeah, um, it's definitely an interesting situation. Uh, COVID definitely put them in a weird circumstance because without COVID, Jericho probably would have disappeared after March with blood and guts since Fozzie mm-hmm. was set to go on tour um, for basically yeah. spring and summer. Um, and so we probably would have never gotten the Chris Jericho, orange Cassidy feud. 
which means Cassidy probably wouldn't have gotten his big singles push so early. And that is true. So, but now we're in a situation where what do you do with Chris Jericho? And I guess this is their solution. Uh, but yeah, I'm not really here for it. So we'll yeah. see what happens. But as of now, not really digging it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, after this, we did have something that made up for this, though. We got East versus Thunder Rosa for the NWA World Women's Championship. This was fantastic as well. This was oh. a really solid women's match. Um, I'm all so for East wrestling more because I've been very outspoken on this podcast. East is uh, one of my favorite women's wrestlers. So good. And Thunder Rosa, since seeing her debut in AEW, she's shot up there. She's uh, basically anytime she de- like shows up, she delivers. I'm a big fan. Yeah. She's got, she's got it all. She really does. Um, and I really got to say props to AEW. Um, they've been doing very well in the last few weeks with their women division. Yeah. Like they do seem it to be... seems like they're finally getting like a grasp on it. Yeah. And again, people can give them shit all they want. It's totally a fair uh, issue mm-hmm. to bring up with them, but yeah, you course. also have to remember that, AEW is a company that's literally a year old. Uh, so, right. so, like, the fact that the ship ran as smooth as it did for the first year is a testament to the company. Yeah, and the fact that they um, have so many, like, the talent that they have already yeah. is... You very... should expect issues with a company this new, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, again, you had... The women's division kind of was all over the place. There were highs and lows with it, with whether talent was being used correctly. But then you had the ups with the tag team division uh, being treated like no other tag division in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's ups and downs to the company as a whole. um, But it does seem like as of late, they have been taking their women's wrestling more seriously and giving more of a spotlight. The women are getting longer matches. Uh, which is always good. And I was very worried when this match started that I saw Sheeta in the crowd. And I was like, oh, good. We're just going to get Sheeta in the crowd tonight. But she did a uh, post-match. Um, spoiler alert. Thunder Rosa did pick up the win and retain her title. Yeah, she's been... Uh, she's... she's uh, Yeah, um, Sheeta's been coming to Thunder's uh, rescue lately. Yeah, so uh, Diamante runs into the ring and blindsides Thunder Rosa. And mm-hmm. Sheeta jumps the barricade... And uh, and and fights off Evilista Diamante, and she holds up the NWA Women's Title, uh, looks at it for a second, and then hands it over to Thunder Rosa before leaving. Uh, so interesting stuff there. Uh, I would be all for another Sheeta and Thunder Rosa match. Their one at All Out was fantastic. Yes, please. <sighs> um, also. Completely uh, backtracking. There was this one spot in this match where Thunder Rosa hit like a kip up drop kick that looked mm-hmm. like it was it like a shotgun blast. Evil. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it was insane. It was like magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we did find out later that uh, Thunder Rosa will be on TV next week, but we'll get to that uh, when we talk about next week's show. Um, then we got a very short. Miro uh, and Kip Sabian segment last week, and then we went backstage, or not even backstage, like outside the venue, um, said like a random like weightlifting area. Yeah, it was on, on like a be- like a weight like lifting bench, like lifting yeah. weights as a uh, Ford like spots him. Yes, um, and I do have to say, whew, excuse me, um, I was a big fan of this segment. It was goofy, but it was uh, I did continue to build stuff here uh so so miro is like lifting weights in the background while penelope spotting him uh kips talking at the camera and eventually um 
what's his face? Miro stands up and he basically just like demands that like Kip lets him go out there to yeah. the ring and devour people. Very eager. Kip's like, no, 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 no. We got to focus on the wedding right now. And uh, you're the best man. You got to give me a, a bachelor party. And Penelope just kind of has like, a, I don't even know what the face she has in the background. I would call them like shocked or disgusted. I don't know. Um, but on shore, <laughs> on shore, uh, they did talk briefly about gaming. Uh, I don't know how this came up. I don't remember the exact line, but uh, Kip does say what happened in Verdansk stays in Verdansk. Uh, which is a, a shout out to uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone, which is uh, yep. <laughs> yep. the map in Warzone. And with these two uh-huh. being gamers, you know, uh, they gotta they gotta get their Warzone on. Uh, I actually I audibly laughed at that when me and Ryan were watching. He didn't catch it, but I did. Uh, big fun. fan. It was, a, it was a nice little nod. I wonder what they uh, do. I'm I'm sure they're gonna like the bachelor party is going to be a segment. Yeah, the bachelor party has to be a segment. Like they're so, building this I up. I wonder what they're what's gonna go down. I'm interested as well. Um, I have no idea. This is a very like un AEW type of segment to do. It is like doing like a wedding and uh, like a bachelor party. Like this is something that you would expect from like WWE. Yeah. Um, but so far it's been entertaining, uh, and there is no cuckolding involved. There's no cheating spouses. Yes. It hasn't been uh, sloppy. If this takes a downturn and we find out that the storyline is, uh, Miro and Penelope are having an affair <laughs> behind Kip Sabian, then, uh, then he's just better off in WWE. <laughs> then yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll find out that, that Miro just has this same... weird fetish where he just loves yeah. being involved in marriage angles. Yeah. I, I yeah, I hope not. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, I'm assuming we'll have weekly updates from these uh, these three. Mm-hmm. But so far, I like the pairing. Kip and Kip and Miro are fun together. Yeah, I can't wait to I, see him in the ring. Yeah, I wish that Penelope got to say something on the mic because she is quite good at talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll hear her down the line during this. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, after this, we had Jake Roberts, everybody's favorite uh, crazed grandpa, coming out to the ring with Lance Archer. Um, <laughs> he talks about something. He, he compares pain and pleasure together, saying, what's the difference? There is none. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about finding yourself in bed with somebody or something like that. I don't remember what he was saying. Uh, yeah, he, 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 like, he asks if you would trade your hero for ghosts. Hot ashes for a cool breeze. And then he continues to riff on wish you were here for a bit longer. I don't know. I mean, he was just saying a bunch of like, just a bunch of things. Um, And then he said, sometimes in wrestling movies and politics, you find yourself in bed with somebody um, you might, you might now usually, you might not usually go to bed with. um, And that's what they, they're finding themselves doing right now. Yeah. And uh, he, he did mention uh, that you might need to get in bed with a devil. And he says, well, this time it's a Tasmanian devil. And he calls out Taz. Enter Taz, yep. Taz comes out with uh, the Team Taz music, and he's now in full Team Taz getup. Like, he has a hat, he has a, like, a track jacket. Yeah, he's got the gear. He's got the... He's got um, the full gear. Yeah, he's got the full... Yeah, <laughs> nice <laughs> full gear. Yep. Um, and so Taz comes down to the ring, and he says, the, this is all business, it's nothing personal. And he says that because uh, we're building towards there's a six man match next week on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. It's Team Moxley versus Team Archer, and Archer needs partners. And uh, so Taz and Jake made a deal. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage will team up with Lance Archer next week to take on Moxley's team. 
with the condition that when Lance Archer beats John Moxley for the AEW World Championship, Brian Cage gets the first shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is interesting for sure. Um, I'm, real quick, I'm gonna look something up real quick because mm-hmm. I forget. But they did put out a a, a full gear poster the other day. Um, here they we go. Did they did? And I wanted to Moxley look at this. Yes. Yeah, so the full gear poster. Very interesting. The people on the poster are Anna J, Ricky Starks, FTR, Matt Hardy, Brody Lee, Miro, Lance Archer, um, and Brian Cage. Yeah, and Lance Archer is like in the middle of the pact. Yeah, it's Lance Archer is like the focal point of this this poster, mm-hmm. and Brian Cage is right below him. Uh, the other focal points are very clearly FTR, Brody, Matt, and Miro. Um, so obviously I think people are going to draw some assumptions from this, that this might be a spoiler that Lance is winning the title. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, I think this might be them tossing out a red herring. Uh, mm-hmm. of course, you know, just to throw people off. I think it's entirely possible that Archer beats Moxley, uh, especially cause it's a oh, live absolutely. show with fans and they're like marketing it as the anniversary show. Right. Um, and doing a world title change on like a lot beneficial in some ways, obviously, because you can draw fans oh, in saying, especially because yeah, it you can make it feel like an event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's entirely possible. And the fact that that poster does exist, it 100% should at least uh, get you speculating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially now with this, that we that we know that there's a deal in place that if Archer wins, his first defense has to be against Cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's entirely possible Archer wins, and then your match at uh, Full Gear is Cage and uh, Archer. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. That'd be yeah. They would probably kill each other. In that in that case, the default babyface is Lance Archer. Yeah, it would um, it would probably have to be. Yeah, and that's fine. I think Archer's gimmick is not like. Obviously, he's a heel, but he's a he's a heel that you could easily turn into like a baby face to root for, mm-hmm. where he just like murders everybody. For right. Fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. And then Moxley ends up interrupting. He's up top, like towards the crowd. This was done really well. Oh, this uh, whole segment was really great. Yeah. So Moxley like comes out of his like normal entrance area, up in the uh, stands. And because there's fans now, this this worked really well, mm-hmm. especially because all, at All Out, somebody, a fan did try to, like, go over to Moxley. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was, like, so, a nice little... Uh, if you looked right behind Moxley where he's standing, you could very clearly see the guy right behind him was a plant uh, that was, like, a staff member. And then behind him, if you look closely, you could very clearly tell it was Ricky Starks, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like, with a hood on and a mask. Um, but as Moxley's talking, Ricky Starks just jumps, like leaps over the railing <laughs> and, uh, starts brawling with him. And then Brian Cage comes out of absolutely nowhere. I spent just like yeah, launches joins the beat down. Uh, and then some AEW security gets involved and then they fail. We get to the, uh, <laughs> yeah, fails completely, uh, gets like thrown over like a crate. And then Moxley gets thrown to through like a road case that just like completely explodes. Uh, and then Will Hobbs oh, joins the front. Newly signed. Chair. Newly Will signed. Hobbs. It broke today that Will Hobbs was uh, all elite, baby. Yeah. Um, I'm, so was immediately, I'm so glad they did this. This is this Will is Hobbs. Perfect. Will Hobbs is immediately put in the main event scene. 
the day he signs his uh, his contract. And it makes perfect sense because Moxley's team needs muscle. Yeah, he needs a big man. And Moxley put him over like while he was like saying that he's on his team. Yeah, that was that is that must felt that must have felt amazing for Hobbs, honestly, having Mo- John Moxley put him over like that. Do we know how old Will Hobbs? I'm looking it up. He's definitely on like the younger side, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that is not who I want. That's Will Hobbs, the author, who is a white man. Oh wow, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, uh, that that's not my wrestler. Um, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely cool to see Will Hobbs like get this spotlight. Uh, obviously they they gave him a big thing with uh with being in the battle royal. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you went the distance, lasting long. Yeah, he was in there for a while. Yeah. Um, and now he's uh, he's here. He's again in the main event scene immediately. He's already being positioned here. Uh, so I think that's cool. I can't find his age. So, oh well. Uh, either way, cool for Will Hobbs and Moxley asked the Darby Allen be their final teammate. So the match is set. It is Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Will Hobbs versus uh, Lance Archer, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. Yeah, give me all my money. Give me all me money. <laughs> Um, and okay. So next week we have two dynamites. Uh, we have late night dynamite on Tuesday. Yeah, this is, right? this is something. Uh, so this was announced a while ago when they were first announcing the schedule chain, uh, changes with like, uh, the NBA and stuff. Right. And so the Tuesday one's only an hour, correct? Yes. The Tuesday one One's is only an hour. Uh, it's whenever it's right after. Uh, inside the NBA uh, on uh, Tuesday. So I don't know what time inside the NBA is. (laughs) 10 p.m. So it starts. Uh, So it's 10 to 11. So, so it starts at 10 or immediately following um, inside the NBA uh, on Tuesday. Okay. Um, So if the, depending on like the playoffs games end next Tuesday or whatever. Um, but we do have three matches for next uh, Wednesday. We have Scorpio Sky versus Ben Carter. Joey, I know you're excited for that. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, Ben Carter is phenomenal. Um, and then the fact that he's going to be in the share the ring with Scorpio Sky, they should tear that down. Yep. Uh, we're getting Anna Jay versus Brandy Rhodes. Uh, so they're getting a okay. Nice we're finally getting that. Match. Okay. Uh, or not on this match on this show. Uh, and the main event is Matt Seidel versus Sean Spears. Yeah, this, I like this too. I'm, I'm and, glad uh, to see Matt Seidel um, can redeem himself, and we can, uh, you know, finally see that shooting star splash. Yes, and it was noted that Chris Jericho will be on Our commentary press. for the whole show. Oh God! <laughs> uh, so expect a possible rumor. Over there. Oh God. <laughs> um. As for uh, what his was announced for next week's regular dynamite, which is airing on Wednesday, uh, we have uh, we have Jericho is going to appear live for a promo. Uh, we have a women's tag match with AEW World uh, Women's World Champion Hikaru Shida and NWA Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa versus Diamante and Ivelisse. I'm looking forward oh, to that. I'm that should be great. Very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Moxley, Will Hobbs, Darby Allen versus Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks, and our TNT Championship match next week. Brody Lee oh, defends yes. against Orange Cassidy. Oh, yes. I'm so glad. I'm sure some people are going to question why Orange Cassidy is getting this match. But to be fair, the man just pinned Chris – or not pinned, but he beat Chris Jericho on Baby. I mean, he's – yeah. I mean, he's 
he's hot right now. So, and it seems like the TNT title is like, and I know Cody was doing open challenges, but I feel like they're still kind of doing that because like Dustin Rhodes kind of just was like, he didn't really earn a shot. Well, to be fair, Dustin's team did win the, oh, the well, match on the paper. Yeah, that's true. Orange Cassidy has had no dealings with the Dark Order besides BTE. So, mm-hmm. um, either way, I'm very interested in what this match is. Yeah, going this to be. is going to be fun. I don't. This could this could be Brody kills Orange Cassidy in three seconds, or they could have an actual match. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, with the push they've been giving Orange Cassidy, Cassidy so anything, I, I, anything's possible. I would expect probably a full match, but yeah, it can go either yeah. way. Um, and our main event for tonight's show was the best friends taking on proud and powerful in the parking lot street or the parking lot fight, not the parking lot street fight. Uh, and you know, out of the two parking lot matches we saw this year, uh, with the back lot brawl <laughs> and takeover with, uh, Adam Cole and Velveteen dream, which we all hated besides Rob doesn't compare. Uh, this was, this, that does not hold a candle to this. This was fucking great <laughs> this was phenomenal uh, i could see all of the action the cutting wasn't making me sick uh mm-hmm. it was well lit there was a lot of fun spots uh there wasn't any stupid like weird comedy with like an uber driver pulling up randomly to yeah. the venue yeah this was uh, this was brutal they really yeah. like oh my gosh some of the spots like uh, oh, ba- ba- was, basically all of the spots. I think it was Trent, right? He went through the car window. Yeah, Trent, tr- the, Trent the went window through shield, the windshield, and windshield. like the, the you could see the glass oh, stuck in his back, and like he came down, was, he was his, gushing. Yeah, his back was cut open to shreds. So, yeah, that's not stunt glass, ladies and gentlemen. No. Um, <laughs> Santana and Ortiz came out with the the dead presidents uh, makeup, where they had like the the white skeleton makeup on their face. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Ryan had looked this up. Uh, they have worn this once before in Impact when they did the LAX versus LAX feud. I like it. Um, so that immediately made them look more serious. I thought. Yeah, uh, and also absolutely. the visual is really good when uh, Santana got busted open on his forehead and the blood just started like running down the white makeup. Um, looked really nice. I don't want to say like nice, but it looked good. It was an appealing visual. Uh, I love how um, much like Ortiz looks like a maniac. Yeah, like how he had his hair and then the the face paint. Like, oh my god, he's a psycho. I love it. Uh, this was the best the Santana and Ortiz have looked in a while. Uh, they yeah. out of all of the tag teams in AEW for the ones that have been around like through the pandemic and everything, they're the ones that I was surprised didn't get a bigger push. Uh, and they didn't pick up the win here, but they looked really good in defeat. Uh, they would yeah. have had this match won if it wasn't for the big reveal of who was hiding in one of the car trunks. Uh, as Santana is trying to literally murder uh, Chuck Taylor with a lead pipe. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. The, the trunk opens of this white like sedan and out comes Orange Cassidy landing uh, an orange, orange punch, punch yeah. on Santana as he has a steel chain wrapped around his fist. Yeah. And knocks out Santana. Uh, he lifts up Santana on his shoulders into like a fireman's carry and brings him over to Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor is a pile driver on the hood of a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go over to Santana and Trent and Trent hits the, the dude buster or Just whatever. Like plywood. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a, a sit out pile driver, basically through pile uh, plywood yep, in the and back of a truck. One, two, three. And the best friends pick up the win. Yeah. There was a lot of blood here. This was, this was, this was as close as we've gotten to like a proper, like hardcore match on TV. Oh, um, yeah, like, you haven't, I mean, I haven't really, this is probably, like, the most hardcore match I've seen on television in a while. Yeah. Um, from any like company. The, the, 
the matches that the um the unsanctioned match that Janella and Moxley had was on Fighter Fest, I think, last year. So that's yes. on TV. And then Omega and Janella, when they had their street fight, that was on Dark, I think. Um, and yes. then obviously Omega and uh, Moxley was at full gear. So this, yeah, I think this is probably the most hardcore yeah. match we've seen. The last like hardcore thing we saw was uh, Eddie and Cody when the tax came out. But that was just like one spot compared to this whole match. Yeah. And then, oh, and then also uh, Starks and Al- Darby Allen with the uh, oh the skateboard, yeah, skateboard, yeah, that was that, oh, that was brutal. brutal. Yeah. Um, and so the best friends do win this match, and mm-hmm. we hear a car like honking. <laughs> Camera pans over Sue, perfect has a new white minivan. Yep, uh, she has her minivan. Ar- yeah, Orange Cassidy, Chuck, and Trent get in. I, if I was, if I was Sue, excuse me. I would have told Trent there is no way he's getting into my goddamn new car because his back was oh bleeding. My God. Yeah, I know. I don't... He had to bleed all over his mom's new car. <laughs> yeah. What was he thinking? I, I, I don't know. She, I mean, she obviously didn't care that much. And so they all get in. They close the doors. The windows are open. They're all like hanging out of them. And Sue starts to drive off and she's like driving very slowly. And then she stops. She looks back. She sticks her hand out. She sticks out the middle finger to Santana and Ortiz and drives <laughs> off into the goddamn night. This was a hilarious ending. This was such a like this was this was a great endings. ending. <laughs> this was this was hilarious. It was a nice end to this feud. Santana and Ortiz and best friends can both move on from this. Everything goes on for a while. Full circle with this. This is how you end a feud. Like perfectly. you'd love to see it. This was this yeah, was a this, is, this was this was a great show. Like top to bottom. The only thing game. I didn't like was. Uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager leading private party, but the yeah. match itself wasn't like bad. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was but... just that I don't like the booking of it. But as like a show, the... as a show, this was another really good. Like AEW is has come to hit a stride again. Where like show after show, they're just knocking it out of the park. Um, yeah, who who would have known? Like who would have guessed that? Like the best, like I'd say, like the best booked show, like on television for wrestling. Um, who would have who would have known it would have been AEW and like you you'd think it would be in 2020 you'd think it'd be WWE, but or NXT. But again, yeah, like, or NXT. But... Also, it looked like we were heading towards some dark times earlier in the pandemic when we were still doing NXT and AEW, and me and Joey were reviewing NXT. Both of us learned to basically hate NXT through watching like four or five weeks of NXT. Yeah, Rob and Ryan were watching AEW at the point where. They were just basically doing squash matches, and it was all at like the um, yeah, they were Marshall's a, gym. They said it wasn't very good. They weren't having a, a good time matches. either, yeah. Mm-hmm. So not, uh, both groups of us were not enjoying wrestling for a good portion of the time uh, when we first started this podcast. And now we're at a time where we've just transitioned to watching AEW. Mm-hmm. And lately, like the past couple of months, they've really been on a roll with just having really solid shows from top to bottom. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see where the rest of this goes for the rest of the year. Hopefully they can uh, bring back 2020 to have a really solid wrestling year for them. Uh, I agree. And once they being in the like, pandemic, yeah, once they get like a full crowd back, whenever that is, I think it's like 20 be, years from now, I think it's going to be even better. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Whenever whenever full crowds come back for wrestling for all shows, it's going to be a benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, yeah, and you know, honestly, I'm gonna say it. Uh, but like full crowd without with, with like having no full crowds, having no crowds uh, for WWE uh, specifically has led to some truly questionable things like retribution. Uh, 
that like that is a that is a group who I don't think would exist if we still if, if there was no pandemic I don't think retribution would ever have come around but yeah. on the contrary I don't think Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman would have ever been paired up uh so I don't I don't think we would have necessarily gotten heel Roman Reigns this year yeah I I so, agree with that as well and again like I pointed out earlier you wouldn't have gotten Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho's feud uh so there's definitely ups and downs to the pandemic era of wrestling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems like we both are giving this a thumbs up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thumbs up. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's going to do it for dynamite. Uh, you know, hopefully you enjoyed just me and Joey talking here tonight. This was a nice, just back and forth thing. Nobody's going over each other. Uh, yeah, it's nice when it's smooth like this. Yeah, I, I agree. It's much more relaxed. Um, be sure to check back this weekend for our coverage of the first two nights of the G1 climax. Uh, looking forward to both of the first nights, uh, fiction show, which if you have two hours to spare, I know two hours is a long time, but, uh, we did, uh, do a big, like in-depth prediction show for the entire G1 tournament, which you can find on the podcast. feed. it's two episodes ago. Um, there are no, it's probably, yeah, two episodes ago because impact and then that, um, so, if you're still listening to this, go back two episodes, go listen to our G1 predictions, and uh, throughout the tournament, every time we do a review, we'll be updating the stats for us, because we want to know who's uh, who's winning our predictions. Yeah, it's going to be messy. I'm praying that uh, my trip to Yoshi's Island is paying off. <laughs> I, have a, I have a small getaway there, so I, I agree. Dude, if I... If Yoshi... If I get the Yoshihashi points correct, like, if, if Yoshihashi like finishes with four or five wins, I will legitimately like go out of my way and buy a Yoshi like a Yoshihashi shirt if I can find one. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. Does he have like, a shirt? That man I'm sure he has a shirt. He probably has one that just is like karma or something. Um and if not, I will find somebody to make me a Yoshihashi Yoshi's Island t shirt. Uh, I would wear the shit out of that. Oh, that's, a miss, that's a missed opportunity if somebody hasn't made it yet. I agree. Um, but that's going to do it for us. So thanks for listening to our AEW review. We'll talk to you guys this weekend with the G1 Climax and New Japan Strong. And then next week, Ryan will be back with Impact. Uh, actually, next weekend for – not next weekend. Next week for Impact. Maybe we'll have Ryan hold off on Impact and we'll do like Impact and Tuesday Dynamite together or something. Or we'll just do Tuesday Dynamite and Wednesday Dynamite together. Yeah, yeah. We'll like figure we it out. But next week uh, – Tuesday Dynamite Impact uh, and Wednesday Night Dynamite all will be covered as well. So uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, But that's going to do it for us. So thanks for listening. Hope you're all having a wonderful week and we'll talk to you guys this weekend.